0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
2: It's the hard, knock one for
0: us. One of the most popular musicals of all time is back. See Annie, Broadway's favorite orphan, live on stage in an all-new production, hailed by the Chicago Tribune as one of the best family musicals ever written. Is back to spread hope for all the hard knocks life throws your way. So clear away those sorrows and get your tickets to Annie today. Annie comes to the San Jose Center for the Performing Arts from January 10th through the 15th. Get tickets now at BroadwaySanJose.com.
2: All right, here we go. McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks so much once again for not only sponsoring the Brad Show, but helping us be boots in the ground in San Diego for the winter meetings. It was a It was a productive time. It was a good time. It was an eventful time. And there's nothing that punctuates a trip to San Diego, like getting ready to get on the plane and then seeing that the iconic player, which you've covered all these years, that you spent all this time and energy, not only in terms of the last 10 years, but also really the last two days, everything that's been focused on and while you're standing in the hotel lobby, Xander Bogarts, you get the notification. Boom, he's going to San Diego. Going to San Diego, Coop. He's going to San Diego.
1: Um, you're, you've got too much energy for me this morning. Oh, listen. Especially for someone that's been on a red eye.
2: Like, it's fake energy. It's it's uh, it's it's you know how that is.
1: You like I'm, I'm emptying the tank, Coop. Just empty, emptying the tank and like, like go hibernate for the rest of winter. Winter uh, meetings are done. There's nothing else. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't, I really don't know where the Red Sox go from here. They, that's like they? a genuine, I, obviously like Carlos Correa would probably be your next big fish to get. Probably not going to get him seeing as how things went with Sander. Like you're unable to touch 200 million. Um, so Dansby, is Dansby the next answer? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I want you to be mad
2: you want me to, right to now, do
1: you want me do you want me to go full scorched earth yeah i think Hein bloom should be fired like that like heart of heart like i like i was someone that like all year i stuck by it i was just like hey like we gave up mookie bets when he first came in the door we have to stick through and see what he can do especially with all these uh like all these veterans or not veterans sorry all these prospects that he's bringing in and he did improve the farm system that's awesome I'm not going to go out to Worcester. I'm not going to go out to Portland. I'm not going to go down to Greenville to watch prospects like that. Like it's awesome that they have that now. They're, you're not doing anything with it. And he told you straight to your face right after he didn't have any clue where a banner in the park was. He said it was below you. It's above you. Know, know the goddamn park. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Like, like I'm so, seriously like, I'm, like, like
2: the banner. No, I mean, like, that's, that's a fan thing. I don't like, want de- to derail you. Go, continue your Yeah, derail. no, I
1: mean, like, this is like, this is Allison and Cambridge type stuff right now. Like, I, at, at the heart, I say it all the time. I'm a dumb fan. But I also understand that, like, I don't know, you're, you're probably not going to sign Devers now. Devers already put out his IG post that he said. You got to hand him the bag, and every indication right now is you aren't going to hand him the bag because that's just the way Heimblum operates. He wants to do his short-term deals. He wants to get his diamonds in the rough. So far, it hasn't worked out for him. Probably will, never will. Like, he, he is going to leave Boston with a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Like, I, I honestly don't think history is going to remember him kindly. But, like, back, I got derailed a little bit there. Back to the point when he was talking to you, what were the words that he said? He said, we have more room to operate. He said that they have a little bit more footing now that, like, they had that Mookie bet deal to actually go out and spend. And what didn't they do yesterday, Rob? Spend. They didn't spend. They didn't spend. They, like, they said, the AAVs. like, and listen, listen, like, I understand.
2: the 500 million dollar contract they now have to give Raphael Devers.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, just give him the half Billy. But, like, 11 years is stupid. Like, that's a dumb contract that I think Padres fans are going to end up regretting. Like, it, you're going to, you have, you have Xander Phillies 42. That's awesome. I would love to have that as, like, the dumb fan that I am. But, like, that's a stupid contract. And he, guess what? He deserves every bit of it because if a team's gonna give him the bag, take it. But the fact that it's a comparable AAV, it, it, like it, the val, the annual value, is the exact same of what the Red Sox put on the table for him. The Red Sox did what? Six years, one eighty.
2: The all right. So there's a lot to pick through. Coop. First of all, I appreciate your passion. Yeah. No,
1: that. I'm fired up. I, I was. No, I want you to keep going. I just. I wanted, popped out.
2: It. Yeah. So. First of all, I don't even know where to start because, (laughs) well, I don't, I mean, like, so like, I love the fact that you're coming from that perspective. And I think that you, you speak for a lot of people that we're seeing on Twitter and everything else. And the, first of all, it's, you mentioned the AAV thing, like there's certain things about this that drive me nuts. I would okay, uh, let's start at, the, at square 1. Where do you go? Start from at here? square 1, Rob. Start at square 1. Square 1, where do you go from here? It's okay. You know what? You can still win. You can still get players. Maybe they'll win, maybe they'll get players. Maybe Trevor Story will be a great shortstop. You, you, there's things that you can do. Okay? This isn't you can still win. That's not the point here. That's not the frustrating part about this. There's there's so many elements of this which is frustrating. Because this is what we've been doing. We've been following this. We've been picking apart. We've been trying to guess. We've been trying to follow along. We've been taking what Heinblum has said and sort of dissecting it. All of that. So when when you go through that process, when you go through that exercise, it is fair when you get to the finish line to say, well, this is what went wrong and this is what makes me mad. Okay. And I'm not talking about the ban- knowing where the banner is. Sorry. <laughs> but... First of all, the the I don't want to hear about the AAV. Like Alex Spear did a great job, great job throughout this whole thing. But even throwing in the sort of like the AAV, uh, I guess he has to do it. But oh, the AAV is slightly higher with the Red Sox. That's like saying that's like saying Aaron Judge. You know, Aaron Judge can get a two-year deal with an AAV of like significantly more. Than he's getting now, but it's a two-year deal. It's like it, it does it, it doesn't it doesn't matter when it comes to the actual contract. There's two things: there's the Padres and there's the Red Sox. Let's start with the Red Sox. What they did because I said this, I've said this for the last week when everyone's freaking out. So this way, I don't think I think they're smart enough to understand. That you have to give a representative offer, otherwise you're going to be absolutely killed, because the whole narrative throughout the industry was that they're going to they are they're, they're way low they're not they're not stepping in like they should so forth and so on. I said, well, that possibly can't be the case because you are identifying the Boston Red Sox are identifying this guy as Plan A. The Boston Red Sox are saying you this is Plan A. And when the Boston Red Sox do that in this ownership group's tenure, then they are going to give at least a representative offer. Even with John Lester, they did that. So you get to that point where, okay, did they? And the answer is no. The answer is I don't care what the AEV is. You compare contracts, Coop, here it is. Here's all you need to know. It wasn't even the Marcus Simeon contract. It wasn't even the Marcus Simeon contract. So, and this is like when we talk about Rafael Devers asking for 300 uh, uh, over 10. It's like, well, Manny Machado, that's what Manny Machado goes. There's, there's cases where you can compare. And Marcus Simeon, who is not the player and not the presence that Xander Bogarts, and is, I think, two or three years older than Xander Bogarts, I know it. I understand that Texas Rangers overpaid for him. But this is, the lo- this is the life that you lead when you get the free agency. So when you're the Red Sox and, and, and Scott Morris is sitting there and saying, wait a second, you're not even going to offer the Marcus Simeon deal? That's crazy. I don't care what the San Diego Padres offer. When you don't do that, then you aren't offering enough. So they did not do what I thought they would do and offer a representative ex- uh, Olive Branch. They didn't do it. I mean, it's, it's not a terrible contract, but still, it's not what you should have offered. And then when it comes to the Padres offer, obviously, no one, no one in baseball, there is not one team that is gonna do what the Padres did. Not one. But that's what the Padres choose to do. And this is what happens. As I wrote today, cool, all it takes is one. We know this. In free agency, you get the free agency, all it takes is one team. And that one team was the San Diego Padres. And this is what happens. All you need is one team, and the Red Sox were that one team a lot of times. David Price, they were the one team. Kyle Crawford, they were the one team. All out of market. All a lot of- out of market like
1: you don't want to pay you don't want to pay fan favorite favorites and that's that's why it's a slap in the face to like someone like me
2: someone like Allison. well well yeah so 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 when you look at i, I do this do this exercise because this is the meat and potatoes of the argument it's it's when you get to this point and I, you know i rant about the the red sox not making a, a big enough offer well you know that's semantics because they were never going to make an offer big enough for the Padres. That's not the issue. That is not the issue. You got to this point, you lost. You lost. For what we know now, you you could not win this. All right,
1: can you give, fine. Can you give me the Willy Wonka uh you lost like that whole spiel for me. That's that's what I felt like you were about to do.
2: I, I don't remember that. I not too just early in the morning. Involve a girl turning into a blueberry, you know?
1: No, 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 no. It, it's it's a first of all original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Uh, not not any of this new era, my generation, Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but yeah, continue. I just derailed that
2: a little bit, but no. You lost. So anyway, the initial reaction was, you know, because I was sitting at the gate. At the air, we were getting on the red eye, and this comes out, and there was a major league manager there get on the same plane, and I'm talking to him. Not no Red Sox manager, but I'm saying, and if we were just talking about it, the perception of it, and said, you know, there will be a perception, and there was, of people saying, Well, look at this, this is such a ridiculous offer. From the Padres, you know, of course the Red Sox aren't going to match that. No team would match that. So the, you're, they're almost off the hook. I understand that. But that's not the issue here. The issue here was that they messed this up. They messed this up. Because, Coop, if you go back to, let's say, March or April, and you told the ownership or Heimblum or whoever, you told them that, when you in free agency in early December, you had let Xander Bogarts get the free agency and the Padres were going to offer this deal. Well, would, would they have done what they did? Would they have done what they did in terms of given that, that awful uh, one extra year at 30 million, right? We all know that that was, that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. It was, it was the equivalent of the John Lester four years, 70 million. But my question is cool. But If they knew that this was going to happen, would they have changed that offer? And the answer is, of course they would have. But how do you not understand that you cannot let a guy get the free agency because this happens? This is sitting there waiting to happen.
1: And this is like what, strike number four that this has happened with like a big name guy?
2: Yeah, and obviously, you know, we use the Lester example, but I'm sorry we keep coming back to the Lester example, but it lines up the same thing where you, you slow played the negotiations in spring training and early in the season where you say, well, you know what, we're going to offer, and our offer is going to go up. Well, when you have a guy, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. They'll say what the Red Sox will say is that, well, you know what? Even if we gave him a better offer, Boris was going to be intent on taking to free agency. Coop, you listen to the podcast that we did back in in the first week of April with Xander Bogarts. I am telling you that I am convinced, much like I absolutely will, it's proven out now that this was the case with John Lester. I am convinced that if you give Xander Bogarts a representative offer, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about what the Padres gave him. I'm talking about let's say this they use a the Simeon model. This no, or even better. Carlos Graham. Let's say this give the offer that you ended up giving him, right? So six six years at um, what was it? I six believe 180. 160. 160. 160? Yeah, six years at 160. So give him that offer or give him something close. Put what you think is going to be close to your best foot forward. I believe that that guy really wanted to stay enough, which you have a good chance at signing him. But because you don't do that, because you slow play it, because you say, well, let's see how he does, and then we'll get to free agency and we'll figure it out, and then we'll call him plan A, and we'll tell everyone that we're we're going after him. Then, you know, you, you choose to take that tact, you misread the room you misread the room you throw money at
1: anyone like they're not going to say no like they're going to think about it that's just like how it works if if odyssey is to to look at you and say rob we like what you're doing you're doing a fantastic job with the podcast you want to do you want to sign for a little bit more cheese are you just going to say no i want to wait till i'm a free agent
2: well, I mean, listen, it's a little bit different because I, different. I, yeah, I,
1: I understand that. But no, like at I, the end I, of the day, are I, you going to contemplate it? You
2: have to take. You have to take. You have to give them the semblance of what they think that if you have a let's say a rep, a, a decent year, what it, where it would land. I don't think Xander Bogarts ever thought he was going to land it. 11, 11 years, two hundred eighty million dollars. Yeah, no.
1: I think but, I think he's probably ecstatic with that.
2: Yeah. That's probably oh, that, that's
1: I, that's probably tenfold of what he probably thought he was going to get. Despite yeah. also, you know, almost getting a batting title this year. I mean, he this, bet on himself. This, he played it out well.
2: This, yeah, and, and they were and they were almost like it, you go back to it. They were almost betting on him not having a good year, not being valued. um, You know, having Trevor Story as the fail safe. All of that. They were betting on that instead of just saying, "No, you know what." You, we value you, you're the guy, and this is what, it, if they did not value him, then fine. I mean, that's their prerogative. If they, if they felt like he's not the right fit, we think we can do better. We have Marcel Meyer coming up, that's fine. But I come back to that one line that they have, Coop, the plan A line. Like that, to me, was, that was the difference maker. Because when you have the Boston Red Sox saying that they he, this guy is plan A, and then you give that offer at the end of the day, or why didn't you just if these plan A, then, why wasn't he plan A in April? And if he was plan A in April, then why didn't you give him a better offer? Because these guys think that this negotiation uh, strategy, is the way to go, that we're going to slow play it. And that's the only way to think about this. And and I've said this, I must, I must have said this a million times over the course of the season, both with Bogarts and Devers, which is just put your best foot forward. Just say, this is what we think that we can offer, we think we can value. Because if you do that, you have an idea if they're going to sign. And in Xander's case, more than Devers, I think that, there, that he, if you gave him a, a, a representative offer, that there was a really good chance he was going to sign. And if he doesn't, then you trade him. And they didn't trade him. And it's the same thing with Devers sitting here. They're, they're saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to trade Raphael Devers. Well, here's the thing, Coop. Here's the other fallout of this. Like, holy mackerel, Raphael Devers did make even more money. He makes more money by the day. First, it was because of this insane market at the beginning of uh, free agency, and then everything takes off, and, and this guy is like, oh, my goodness, p- teams are paying money all over the place. This Why am I would ever settle for what the Red Sox are offering? He's making more money by the day, and now you have the Xander Bogart scenario where not only did he raise the market, but you talk about leverage? Holy mackerel, Coop. Like, we talk about the, the the names on the back of the kid's jersey at Fenway Park. All of a sudden, Mookie gone, Xander gone. My math tells me there's only one guy left. I mean, and,
1: Yoshida is going to be a pretty cool jersey. I'm not Yeah. You, well,
2: <laughs> with all due respect to the Yoshida family and the mean, it, family and the Kenley Jansen family. And that's the thing, is like you can still be competitive. I... I I do believe that I still think they'll go out and get a guy. And I don't even like necessarily saying Correa or Swanson or whatever. I still think they can be competitive, but to me, this isn't what this conversation is about. This conversation is about, I guess that this is where my, the, my fandom comes into it in the sense of, I want to see guys do what Aaron judge is doing. Like I want that. I'm sick of guys this basically, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there, moving around. I mean, at the at the end of this contract, who Xander bogarts will play more seasons with us in the the Red Sox.
1: I saw that, and that hurt.
2: How depressing it's the, same, it's the same thing
1: as Mookie. I mean, like, quite honestly, like I I this is like my personal opinion, like dumb fan brain at work here. Number two and number 50 should be up next to number nine. Like it, it should have ended that way. Of course. Like,
2: well, well, cool. But here's here's all you need to know. There is a very good chance that you just let two guys go, who are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, no doubt.
1: Mookie Betts is a Hall of Famer. He like right. we are watching a and Hall and of Famer are, at it, work it, right it, now. Tiger Bogart, is like he will end up finishing with a ton of shortstop records. Like I could see him being like one of those baseball reference type guys that you just scroll through and you marvel at some of the numbers because he has been in the games for so long. Yesterday, I like I tweeted out an old video where we were with Dustin Pedroia this past year, and he's the guy that said you build a team around him because he's been there since, what, he was 16? Well, like, and, he's been there since he was like
2: yeah, and that's, holding that's, crayons. That, and I'm glad you, t- that you tweeted out that video because that's another reminder, is that how many people, like the impact this is going to have to the people around the game, the people around the clubhouse, the people who have any ties to the Red Sox, like this is the, the thing about the Xander conversation. This isn't just; it's more than moves. It, it goes,
1: it goes beyond. Like because I mean, even David Ortiz was getting nickel and dimed by this ownership group. Like it.
2: Well, yeah, but but see, but David Ortiz never left. David Ortiz. Yeah, but the, like
1: he had a fight to stay.
2: Yeah, yeah, but which but is insane. Like the fact that, that that's another hey, Hall of Famer. Here's, here's the thing, Coop, is that. Sometimes that's just business, okay? Yeah. Sometimes it's just business, and if you can get the guy to stay on your terms, you get the guy to stay on your terms, and he can be upset, and you give him, like, a car like they did, you know, whatever it is. But in this case, the guy didn't stay. And, and now you have two guys who didn't stay. And you are losing. You are supposed to be – I mean, I can't tell you how many people who are associated with the Red Sox, former players, keep saying the same thing. It's the Boston effing Red Sox. It's, it's like
1: that day when we're a small
2: market. Well, it's 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 not. It's you you're not even a small market because your payroll is going to be high. That's true. You just paid Kenley Jansen two years at thirty two. Uh, yeah, thirty two million dollars. Okay, it did they overpay? Yeah, they did. But you know what? I can't be a hypocrite about it. If you get it in the free, if you're going to go in the free agent market, you got to overpay. You got to get uncomfortable. Do I think that this guy was a guy to overpay for? No, but at least they're they're spending money. Yoshida, same thing. Fine, that's great. But all of this is different conversations from the Xander Bogarts one because and, Xander, because Xander Bogarts was is is a guy that they had verbalized so many times over the last year. That we are gonna do everything we can to keep him, and 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 please let everybody re- be reminded about the reality of free agency. Okay, don't give me the oh, you know, the last couple of days when he's you know when he's talking, to, you you expertly caught the side eye when he's like, did you meet with ownership? Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it, that doesn't if, matter if you're not
1: the last man standing. It doesn't matter.
2: It and and yeah, I, I wanted to
1: bring up this. So Devers, like, this morning, and this this brings up the whole, like, how this affects, like, the clubhouse and everything. And, and even more so, it affects the guy that we're talking about that you want to hand another big contract out to. Um, he had put on his Instagram story, A Farewell for Xander, with the quote, Thank you for always teaching me things. I am always going to admire you as a, as a player and as a person. You are a role model.
0: Real life is not a game. If you get behind the wheel intoxicated,
3: you're gambling with your life and the lives of others. Play it safe and designate a sober driver. Learn more at chpddp.com. This message is brought to you by the California Highway
1: Patrol. But yeah, like you're the, the wheels are already turning in his head of do I want to be here?
2: You know, but but here's the thing, cool. I don't it doesn't help. I'll say that. I don't think it helps the Devers thing, case. No. But basically what the Red Sox have to do, if they want to keep Rafael Devers, and maybe they don't, right? Maybe they're just like, oh, hey, listen, we, we, have to, we have to move on. We have to tear this whole thing apart and build it back up. I don't know. But what they have to do at this point is say, Rafael Devers, what do you want? What is going to get the job done? What is going to get the deal done? Because I tell you what, can you imagine... Can you imagine if Rafael Devers asked right now for 10 years, 300 million and the Red Sox said, no, that would be insane to me. Like it seemed sort of weird that that was the case even before, but now it seems insane because look at what teams are doing. Look at the market. Look at what, how can the Red Sox ever think that when if Rafael Devers has a good year, and they let him get the free agency. Are they going to do this again? Whether they say, oh, you know, we're doing everything, he's top priority. This is, oh, here's our, here's our offer. You think that Raphael Devers, if he had free agency next year, would sign for 300 million at 10 years? No. 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 Oh, my goodness. Like he's, he's going to make, you know, I don't know what you add to it, but this is the lesson that you learn. And not just and, that, the
1: more you wait around for, like, all these contracts to happen, the more normalized it gets. Because like, well, like, that's the thing is, like, now the shortstop market is going to be around, like, people are going to look at what Xander got. And naturally, it's going to be like, I'm going to shortstop. I play maybe not to Xander's level, but somewhere close to it. I want that amount of money. That's what's going to happen to players around the league as well, right, just because right. that's how things work. So it, 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 it goes it, back to your whole thing, like, Devers is in the driver's seat and his price is going up.
2: Right. And, and so so what you do as a team, your goal as a team, knowing, seeing how this market is, seeing how all these co- contracts are super uncomfortable and, 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 you know, Padres don't mind. Dave Dombrowski doesn't mind. But the Red Sox do mind. All right. So what you do is you do everything you can to not let guys get the free agency. Obviously, with Devers, the you know, the horse is already out of the barn. It's too late. It's too late. You just basically have to suck it up and give the guy whatever you think he's going to get in free agency or close to it. Or you know, and if he doesn't take it, if he doesn't take it, cool. You got to trade him. You just do. If if you don't do that, then you then you're not doing you cannot go through another year like this. And this is what makes it so frustrating is because Devers is a different case. Devers is so far down the road that You have no choice. With Bogart, you had the choice. You had the opportunity to not let him get the free agency. And sure enough, what happened when you get the free agency, oh, my goodness, this wasn't Scott Boris' bluster. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was using teams like Arizona as leverage. That's fine. But he had enough teams there giving offers better than the Red Sox, including the one that he took. Once you get the free agency, it's over. It's over. And when I say it's over, the old Red Sox way of doing things, it wasn't over. They could compete. They could, they could do, if they really want the guy, they could get that guy. This Red Sox team, the way they're doing things now, when you offer six years at 160, which isn't, again, I'll come back to the Simeon contract. Like, <clears throat> that, that's an easy one. Yeah. The guy isn't as good a player as Xander Bogarts. He's older than Xander Bogarts, and you offered him a contract that's not as good as Xander Bogarts. And that just
1: goes back to why, like, that's why I said I don't think Haim should be in the position that he is right now. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, you, if you weren't, you, like, you said, you say priority number one, you don't act on it. So why, like, why put on this ruse to everyone that you are treating him like priority number one? Like, it's it's. Either you're an idiot or you're not good at your job. And if you were trying to put on this ruse, why didn't you trade him? Like, if you knew that it was going to come down to he wants more money than you're able to give him, why didn't you trade him at the deadline? Like, why did you package off Christian Vazquez randomly? Like, why didn't you trade JD? Like, there's so many questions around that trade deadline now. And I think like fans will always look back to this 2022 season as saying like, what the hell happened? Like, well, it just – it doesn't make sense.
2: Well, I mean, two things. Number one, <clears throat> they'll probably tell you "Well, we want to keep them for the draft picks, which, uh, you know, don't give me that. Come I, on. Right, exactly. But, like, I'm sick of draft picks. I'm sick of minor leaguers. I'm sick of all of that. All right? I'm, you have to start getting some foundational players. And and it comes back to what I said, which is when, when, when they say, oh, we're not talking – we're not negotiating their season. No. Come on. And Zander, Zander basically admitted that he would have. He yeah. would have done that. And so what you do, you get to that point where you just say, "This we know we offered this back then, which they shouldn't have done. They should have come out and offered him something more representative of what exactly a contract might look like in free agency. But the, when you get into the trade deadline, figure it out. Have a better idea if you can sign the guy. And they didn't, they didn't do that. And, and and then it just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that those fight that final day when we found out that, oh, he met with ownership group and everyone's going around. Oh, here they come. Look at this. And what did I tell you, Coop? That meeting meant nothing unless Scott Boris is sitting next to him. It meant nothing. Much like, much like, much like all these other visits, you know, it doesn't mean anything until you get the offers, and then, then the ultimate offer came, and boom, there it is. It's just, I, I can like, I,
1: I really don't know how they recover fans after. Like, obviously, like their Fenway Park is always going to be, like, selling out. or I shouldn't say selling out, but they're always going to get their tourist fans in there. But I mean, you you saw Fenway on that last day when Xander left. Like that was a depressing like last game for Xander. No, yeah. The, what would you say 20 percent uh, full, rained out. Yeah. They're trying to pass off that it's at you know half capacity. It's not. Like that's just a sad send off. Yeah. It'll be me for ask- me. It'll be interesting. Like what the home opener will look like because yes. obviously they're gonna sell out or like that's just yeah. how they always roll. But like I. I really don't know if they can put together a team that like. No, no, no. So that see, that's where I think
2: see. people. I think people are misguided. There's two different things. <clears throat> they can put together a team that can win. I mean, and, and listen, yeah. you you still have Dansby Swanson, really good player, and I know that everyone will pick apart his game. He's a really good player. Okay? He's a
1: better player than me.
2: Yes, there you go. <laughs> see, by the way, I did see some of the winter meetings carrying around a GW baseball backpack.
1: Heck so, yeah. Go colonials,
2: but yeah, we don't they, say that you know, anymore. It's like a pipeline. Um, and Korea obviously a great player. And, you know, from, from a lot of accounts, a guy, a guy who could be, become a leader. But when you talk, it's two different things. Is that you can have a good team. I mean, this, I like, I mean, I've never seen Yoshida play. We can only guess, but you're adding somebody that might have to protect. It's good to add people. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the reports of him are so mixed out of Japan. I don't know if you've read all right, So this is, all.
2: This is, yeah, talking to the Japanese, right, it's funny. Because after that happened, the great thing about the winter meetings, is everyone is right there. So it's like, okay, we'll just talk to, you know, like when we, um when Judge signs, they show up at the hotel lobby at 6 a.m., boom, there's Brian Hoke, MLB.com, Yankees. There's Sean Casey sitting by himself at 6 a.m. in the lobby. We'll just talk to him. This is what's good about the winter meetings. And in this case, there was a bunch of Japanese writers. So I talked to one of them and scouting report was, um, you know, and you can see this on, on the YouTube clips or whatever, is that he's, you know, a stocky guy, uh, short, but powerful, but bad fielder, Can't not a guy to get a stick in right field. And then, so like, all right. And and then you hear like, oh, great bat, the ball skills, doesn't swing and miss and has great uh, strike zone coverage, blah, blah, blah. So great. I mean, maybe this works out. I think he's a major league hitter. Fine. That's great. Then I'm walking out. We're walking out to go to the airport. See one more Japanese rider. He said, yeah, poor man's been attending Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> so i mean i was I,
1: like when i'm reading the reports i'm thinking franchi cordero like it's just like everything that haim looks for in a player and all these like very weird metrics and everything oh he has hard hit balls and whatnot his exit velo is awesome and it, that's all cool it hasn't really translated well from all the guys that we've been bringing in i yeah.
2: i think you well, could probably so, agree with that so so okay so you hit on it which is maybe you see it maybe Kenley Jansen, maybe. And believe me, this is not a Kenley Jansen where you say absolutely. It's a Kenley Jansen where you say maybe. Yeah. Um, Chris Martin, okay, a nice piece. But what you pay for when you get Xander Bogarts, when you get a guy, you need the guys who you know aren't maybes. You need the guys who are the foundation guys. And I'm not only talking about production. I'm talking about the guys who you know can play in Boston. I mean, this is this is another part of it. Like we can guess what Dansby Swanson would be like in Boston. We can guess what Carlos Correa is like in Boston. We can we guess know. what
1: Pablo Sandoval will be like in Boston. Yeah,
2: but we we know what we knew what Xander Bogarts was in Boston, and that's why I think people are so pissed off because we we in this market when we see a guy who can handle the whole ball of wax as well as he does. That's the guy that we rally around. That's the guy that we say, we want his number up there. Even more so, like, I think that even more so than Mookie. Like, he's not the player that Mookie was, but I think that the perception of Xander was better than what the perception of Mookie was, not by a big shot, but I think to some degree. So that was
1: a conversation that me and my buddies had. Like, we, it, one, one, one of my, Pat, you know, Pat. He he put out there. He goes, "Is this is this worse than Tom Brady?" Which like kind of kind of an outlandish take. Tom Brady outweighs, you know, Xander Bogarts' importance in Boston as far as on that sports Mount Rushmore. But like, yeah, it does sting. And I said like Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts probably hurt more in the moment from like a fan perspective. But in reality, I think Xander Bogarts has meant more to the Boston Red Sox than. Like, Mookie Betts. Like, it, that's not, like, a crazy thing to say. Like, Xander Bogarts, as I mentioned before, like, he came up in 2013. He was on that World Series team. He, like, wasn't a huge part. Wasn't David Ortiz in the 2013 World Series. But he was able to cobble together wins for you over at third base when he was just a pup. Oh, and then he comes. What? Just a-, just a pup. Just a pup. Little baseball term. Baseball guy's guy. Um, and then he's able to really, like, galvanize that core. Once you lose David Ortiz, who was your Hall of Fame player at that time, and you're able to put together a 2018 World Series. And I'm not going to say he was the centerpiece or core of that team, but it's hard not to say he was a captain because he had been there. He had that experience.
2: Can and I tell you? you so here's, here's the difference. This is, and this is why I'm going to support your argument why So like if the perception of it is maybe more important than that, or maybe more impactful than when Mookie left. Because when Ortiz left, you still had Mookie, you had Xander, you had guys. Yep. When Mookie left, you had Xander and you had Devers. Well, now people are looking at this and saying, well, Xander left and you have Devers who has one foot out the door. Like that's the big thing here. When when Mookie left, you still had guys, right? You still had like you still had Xander. And this is I hate to keep using the, the, the name on the back of the shirt, but that's a powerful thing. And that's why I thought ownership would, <coughs> would do any, anything they could to, to do what they could to, to rectify the situation. Now, let's come back to it. In hindsight, there was really nothing they could have done at this point. What they could have done was been smarter back in April. That's yeah. the synopsis of this. But you know right. what, Rob?
1: It doesn't matter what's on the back of the shirt because they don't they don't really put names on the back of the shirt, but they have something on the sleeve now, which is great. Like that's awesome. We got 17 million a year for a nice little patch on the side. I don't know what that's gonna be paying for because they don't want to use that money, but that's cool. That's awesome.
2: Now see, that's where you were wrong. They'll use the money, the payroll will still be up. Yeah. But that, it, it's that, not that, being used to.
1: It's not being used on what fans want to see. Like yeah, that's the don't
2: thing. Get, don't get sucked into that narrative. I mean, I'm this I'm is,
1: so down bad right now, Rob. I am. Oh, but, we're we're uh, stepping but down but the ladder. Trade,
2: so it's it's like trades, and we I was talking to a lot of guys in the lobby, the great lobby of that grand Hyatt. Such a joyous time standing around the lobby. Gotta love Coronado. I I wish I saw it. And so, um, but. You know, you have – you have the Dave Dombrowski – because we always do the Dave Dombrowski versus how I bloom wave do things. And Dave Dombrowski identifies the guy, and he's going to be a key part of the team, of the Major League team. He's going to be the Major League player. And he's going to give up the five guys, and a half of them, maybe one and a half of them, are going to be Major League players. But, you know, we don't don't know if any of them are going to be all-stars, going to be really foundational players. And that's what we're doing here. We're get, they're, they're, they're spreading out this money, and they're getting guys. But at some point in baseball, I do think that you need the guy. You need the guy. As I said, Coop, you don't run isolations for outfielders, but a guy like Bogarts is important for a lot of different reasons, and it's not just to get base hits. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. just what – I'll leave it at this. My biggest frustration of this, not even close, was that they just did not learn the lesson that they said they learned from the John Lester thing. It was the exact same thing. They just, they, I hate when people outsmart themselves, when they think we're smarter than the system, we're going to ride out the market, this is all going to work out, and then it comes to a crashing thud. And then, you know, the, the side note of this was, why didn't you offer more money? It wouldn't have made a difference. But yeah. that, that's, the, uh, that's the other uncomfortable part of this is that this is what you gave, you were going to give to your, your plan A. Like that was, that's not the main issue, but that makes things just a little bit worse. I'm done. Uh, my, my final note is um,
1: Sam Kennedy's a nice guy. He's I think he gets a little too much gruff sometimes. And uh, with a guy with a policy background, someone that's been in politics, I respect the way he's able to spin stuff. So my final note is I cannot wait to see how he spins this. It's going to (laughs) be artful. It it is like I always get a kick out of, you know, during the season, I would be doing PA stuff for the Greg Hill show and they would always have Sam Kennedy on in the morning and. I loved the way he was able to kind of twist any, you know, question that Curtis threw his way. Because Curtis throws him some hard balls.
2: And he always always says, I've never heard anyone go to the well when it comes to, that's a good question.
1: Yep. Yep. That's a great question. question. That's something that we're always concerned about ourselves. Um, You know, we always prioritize those guys that have been here for a long time. No, you don't. But I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be looking forward to how he spends this because they're going to have to come out and say something. He's going to have to be skewered because that's what he gets paid to do. You know, he's the Roger Goodell of the, the Boston Red Sox organization, the Fenway Sports Group. So they're going to trot him out there, have him get needled, and well, I think, they'll I just think continue the, on. That's the, just the, how it works. It's
2: going to drive me nuts, coo. and I agree. I mean, like, it's going to be interesting to see what tack they take. I would imagine the $9 uh, college ticket prices are going to be part of the equation. Uh, winter weekend, very oh. exciting. Oh, can't um, wait for Springfield. Um, but it's – I just hope they don't do this. I hope they just don't default to, what are we going to do? I mean, we're just blown away. No one would pay yeah. that. So That's they, what
1: you're going to get, though.
2: Oh, oh, I, oh it's, it's absolutely what you're going to get. And so we say, well – and then the counter to that would be, well, why weren't you more aggressive – and why did you let him get to free agency? Well, that's just how you play out and negotiate. Hindsight's 20, 20 Rob. I yeah, don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah. And, so, and, then, and then you say, well, the, the ultimate thing is like, why did you offer just that? Because my guess is that just that, forget about the Padres. Let's take the Padres out of the equation. My guess is that the other teams, if they want Zeta Bogarts, they would have offered more than what you offered. So – that's not a good way to, to approach plan A. Anyway, I got to, red eyes Get suck. some
1: sleep. Get some I sleep. <laughs> Moral, uh, so uh, theme of the show, everything sucks.
2: Well, I, I'm going to rely on you to give the, the, head. this is a test, headline oh, and description of the show because oh, I'm going to bed. Um, I did feel a, a little behind the scenes. Heim was on my flight. Right, so Heim comes up. It was breaking, and it was just broke. And I was um I was actually talking to uh, the manager of the mansion, was Rocco Baldelli. And so, um is this for on air or for off air? No, this is for on air. It's fine. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I like this. Yeah, so we're at the gate. Until so it breaks, I mean, I didn't say anything. You know, Rocco's a good friend of Heim. I mean, I think that he. We're just talking about sort of the, the market and the the whole landscape of it because it's interesting stuff. And then we see Julian McWilliams was walking up because he was on the flight, too, of the Globe. And he's walking up with Haim. And, like, and there was other front office people there. But it's, you know, the, the – I I was very, like, first of all, like I was not going to run up to Haim and ask him. And he was – believe me. You, you could – my guess, this is this is a complete guess. I don't know this because I didn't utter a word to him either before the flight or during the flight, whatever. My guess was there was there was a lot of internalized processing for this thing. Like we think, oh, you know, they know everything. Um, but you know, this is this, you know, this is gonna be a tough, tough couple of days for him. There's no question about it. And and so that I can't imagine for me, the flight sucked. Because it's a red eye and those always suck. Uh, I was able to power through. It was, I have five hour really... energy. No five hour energies. Well, no, no. Well, so that's the thing And I told Julian this. I had to call an audible because normally I would have just popped the melatonin. booms. Five and a half hours later, you're done. But no, you immediately have to get, get, write the story. Tickle the eye. But Write the story in which, by the way, I wrote the column. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Like, is he like in the front of the plane reading this, like thinking what what an asshole this guy is? You know,
1: I mean, but you you, ha-
2: you go into that job like knowing what's going to no, happen. Of I'm like, that, i just thought, I just thought the dynamic was so bizarre that you know that we're going on. It's like a five and a half hour flight, and so you're anyway, you're peering
1: up from your laptop, you're peering yeah. down the
2: aisle. You're just like, mm, yeah, well, put it this way, I was nowhere near where he was sitting. All right. And so um yeah, I take half a five hour energy, get through the story, then then chase it with some melatonin and get my sleep, boom, 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 in Boston doing a podcast. So there you go. Yeah. What a what a winter weekend. Not winter weekend.
1: What a winter meetings. Oh man, I can't wait for winter weekend. Uh, that's gonna be that's interesting. Great. Who do you think they're gonna trot out? Like what what, what play would Tristan Cassis is gonna be out there? He's a friend of the program. Uh what, Jaron Duran? Did you go to the last one? Did you go to the last one? I've it's never crazy. been. I've never right. been. I never went to the Foxwoods ones.
2: Um, so I'll maybe, maybe I'll pop by.
1: Maybe I'll pop by. I'll tell,
2: what, tell you what, it's been I am I bit off a little bit more than I could chew over the last five and a half days. But I will say this it was good, it was a good juxtaposition being around like the Pedroyas and the and those guys. Oh my world. god,
1: that is something that like, you. You had a great weekend uh, at the Ortiz Foundation.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, well, no, we just
1: never really talked about that. Oh. Like, really. what? What do you want to know about? it? Uh, nothing. He was just like you had good time. No, right? no, no I'm, I'm I'm saying just like
2: went into that, the thing. It. it was it was good. It was honestly cool. To be like we're just because it was Holt, it was Pedroia, it was Porcello, it was Ricky Porsche Ricky Porcello's uh, retiring on air. Uh, Come on, I know, I know. What you know? What's as as we defined, If we define anything, we define that what is more official than actually signing retirement papers? It is talking into a microphone for this podcast. Yeah, saying this is Rick Porcello and I'm retired. Can we? Can we take two seconds to say how bizarre that day was? I mean, just the fact that, like, you were breaking news to the
1: Red Sox on his retirement, and you forced them to post about it. But, and, like, that's just, like, it's bizarre world, and then we just transition into this.
2: But in, in fairness, I'll say, like, it's bizarre because literally, like, of course he was retired. All he yeah. did was, it was just a random day where we were doing a podcast and say, hey, you know, can you say retired almost like as a goof? And then this flood of Eduardo Rodriguez, oh, you know, we I miss Garrett Whitlock, everyone's and, and he never got back, but I'm like, he must his phone must have been like all these well wishes on a random Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So, because- I, I would we that's by the
1: way, that's something that we should do everything in our power to to get done is a, a Rick Porcello, Garrett Whitlock uh meeting. Cause they've still yet to ever to talk, correct? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. That would be an interesting well, – I I, they're both
1: very quiet guys. Yeah. But I think, like, if you get them talking about some pitching um, stuff, I yeah. mean, pitching – that might that might be a task for Pitching Ninja. We might have to get him on it just to get the conversation started.
2: Well, yeah. Well, we got some good things coming up. So, yeah. yeah. We got a whole lot right. ahead of well, You know what's coming up? The bed because I hate oh. it. Right get All some right. sleep, Rob. All right.